Blog Talk Radio. That's my uh, email page. Yeah. Hey, good morning and welcome to the live Dharma Sunday for January 24th, 2021. Oh boy. Koyo Kobose here. So very glad you joined us. Well, I'm going to talk about, uh, I guess you call it food safety. You know, the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, uh, was created, well, I don't know exactly when, but a while ago, to ensure health and uh, the food industry and for some reason, they were in the news recently, and, um, you know, when before nothing was regulated, and uh, uh, borax was put into food, mm, formaldehyde was in food, and uh, so there, there, there was a lot of, uh, well, everything was just for profit. That was the main thing, okay? And um, uh, just a minute, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit confused here with this screen that I'm looking at, so you gotta bear with me a little bit here. Uh, just a minute here, just a minute here. Just a minute here. Sometimes Dharma and technology is a little bit confusing here. Okay, I'm all set to go. <laughs> Takes us old people a little bit longer sometimes, but we get it done. Now, <clears throat> Here's a Dharma teaching about, well, food. It's, and this was told to me uh, by Reverend Suzy. He was a Buddhist Churches of America minister, and he was the minister of uh, Ekoji Temple in Virginia. And uh, he used to be the education uh, person for BCA, Buddhist Churches of America. And... Uh, he gave a talk about when he was visiting Chicago, because the, the BCA has a temple in Chicago, the Midwest Buddhist Temple. So he was visiting, and the resident minister there uh, took him a little sightseeing to the Chicago stockyards. And Reverend Tuji says, oh, yeah. <laughs> as part of this tour, it was very graphic how the Animals are killed, led down a chute, and big old strong guy with a big sledgehammer hits the cattle on the head. And then it's, and pigs, too, they, they string them up, and they're squealing, and then they're, they're, they're bled out, cut and everything. And, and it was just terrible. And so Reverend Suji said, I'm, he said to himself, I'm never going to eat meat again. And then he said, at the end of the tour, 
and the group is led into a brightly lit room, all white, with the uh, counters packaged meat in white paper inside these refrigerated counters here. It's all, you know, beautiful. Uh, and his, he said his first thought when he was led into that room was, hey, maybe I could get a good deal here. Now, needless to say, the moral of this is just a few minutes before that, he's thinking, oh, man, I'm never, this is what happens to how these animals suffer. I'm never going to, and then boom, ego, self-centeredness pops its head up. I think this is a tremendous Dharma talk. It was very short, but... Um, uh, how easily we're influenced okay, when it caters to our own self-centered desires. And it's a, it's a cautionary tale that says, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I believe in these values and this stuff and everything, but uh, how vulnerable we are whether we get manipulated by the food industry, by the advertising industry or whatever, the least we could do is beware. Be aware <laughs> of, you know, things that we consume, even when it's the, when it's the media that we're consuming, not just food per se. So, this is what I was thinking about when I was uh, hearing about this, these news items and everything. Well, well, I'm going to introduce our guest to give us the Dharma glimpse today, Michael Saint, and he's going to give us a Dharma glimpse that's titled "Your Life Is the Path of the Dharma." Let's hear from Michael Saint. My name is Michael Sayo, and my Dharma glimpse is entitled, Your Life is the Path. It's a series of quotations from my book that I'm working on about meditation. Being at ease, pleasant and peaceful, is important in our everyday existence. We can either fill our everyday lives with the world of the Buddha, or have a life filled with unhappiness and disappointment. The choice is ours. There are creative kinds of happiness which do not depend on anything external, but are instead the happiness of fulfillment of life itself. Our individuality, a person's true self, is at hand if we just look within. The perception of the world reflects one's own mind, suffering, jealousy, depression, gloominess, all these things can be avoided by just living in the positive moment. Joy is in front of us all. We simply must reach out and touch it. Your life, as it unfolds, is the spiritual path. This is it. You have arrived. There is meaning and purpose to your life. You need to look no further. Yet a change of perception is often needed to live joyfully and experience the fullness and beauty of life. Now is the time to unfold your ability to understand and express 
the creative potential of your being. Right energy enables the mind and body to relax and become renewed. Equally important is the awareness of the need to relax and engage in activities that you find meaningful and satisfying. One of the goals of our practice is to bring order into our lives and thus to those around us. Thoughts are contagious. When you are calm, thoughtful, those around you become more so also. Reflect on the lives of the great ones and discover their stillness amid the storms that raged around them. Order, disorder, is a state of mind. Our practice of pranayama, concentration, meditation, produces a quietness that is lasting. It lasts past our sitting practice. It produces a calmness that follows us throughout the day. We can transcend the everyday mind and reach Vicha Niroda, the ever-present stillness within that spiritual master speak of. And I may not have that pronounced correctly just for everybody. So you think I'm wrong, let me know. Okay. So be still and know I am. The energy of the body, mind and soul are in constant change. The energies of the universe are contained in the soil that our food is grown in and the air we breathe. How we choose to use this energy affects the entire universe in a negative or a positive way. Right energy is to think, to do, and act in perfect balance. Now, I have some mantras that I think are wonderful for all of us, and I'm going to repeat like six or seven of them here. I am committed to cultivating compassion and learning ways to protect the lives of people, animals, plants, insects, and the preservation of minerals. May my words create mutual understanding and love. May they be beautiful as jewels, as lovely as flowers, as majestic as the mountains. May goodness and peace come to everyone. May all experience that which is complete and perfect, and last, may all be favored by fortune. I'm now going to read a short meditation by my uh, mentor, Swami Omatranad D. Horner, who is also a Buddhist monk and a yoga instructor. We thank the great compassionate one. We thank saints, sages, angels of all religions for the sacred space we now occupy. We come together and create stillness, a peacefulness of mind, body, and spirit. We praise Mother Earth for all her gifts, for the seasons of sun and long days of light green fireflies, purple evenings and velvet nights. Let us live easily and gracefully, seeing other souls more deeply, finding the right words to let another soul share in our comforting silence. Alleluia, amen, shalom. Om Shante Shante. Now take a deep breath and repeat. I am walking the path of service. I am the bearer of good karma to others. I am the solver of problems, not the creator of problems. Remember, you oversee your own thoughts, your actions, and your life. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening to me. Have a great week. Thank you. Indeed, indeed. You know, what what I was thinking about is certain psychological processes, um, psychological jargon, perhaps, but uh, the word projection, you know, like a, a, a projector projects the film onto a screen or how our own mind, we project what's in our mind out into the our environment. Huh? That word is a tremendous word. Uh, it makes us realize that we are the source. The reality that we experience uh, to a large part depends on what's inside of us, how we were raised, what kind of attitude we have, and so forth. Huh? Uh, when somebody, when something gets expressed, some individual expresses something, it says something about him as a person, him or her as a person, not just of what he's talking about. Uh, this is a crucial dimension, I think, particularly emphasized in Buddhism. The importance of one's own inner Buddha nature, if you want to put it that way. Uh, so in the dualism of internal, external, okay, uh, it's helpful to say, to realize that we live our life from the inside to the outside. That's an important realization to have because usually we always see the influence of the outside to our inside. External things influence our internal experience. And that's true, of course. So that's why we want to be surrounded by good, good friends and so forth. Uh, but at the same time, okay, same time, we have to know that the internal influences what we see out there. We don't really, we don't appreciate that importance, okay, because our inner attitude, our perspective, okay, and so forth, influences where we're going to look in the first place or why we're in this place or situation in the first place. And it's uh, it's sort of like putting glasses on. If you put glasses on, we'll always have glasses on. We don't see reality direct, clear. We always have glasses because we're a unique individual. Everybody has their own glasses. That means how we were influenced, the things we experienced, the things we were raised, you know our past life, all our karma, okay? Beyond good or bad is just the causes of what, what what makes us what we are. Well, that kind of glasses means a rose-colored glasses, a pessimist, an optimist, okay? a cynical person versus a happy-go-lucky person. Okay? This is what we're talking about, okay? That you put on these glasses and say, oh, this is it. The world's like this. Okay? 
there is a world out there, and it's important when if we can influence the occurrences out there, okay? and of course, when we can, there's no problem. But there's a lot of things in life that we cannot directly control to our satisfaction. Then what are you going to do? That's the rub. Now enters philosophy of life, enters religion, enters psychology. Okay? And sometimes when you're looking for a solution to a problem, biggest mistake we can make is that we think that the answer is out there solely, completely, and we have to find the answer out there. Uh, this is tricky because you can't glibly or arrogantly say to yourself, well, the answer's in me. I, I don't have to worry about searching, okay, going on a journey or something like this. That, that's a, you know, setting yourself up for failure. But it's that dynamic interplay with inner and outer, the role of projection. We see what we want to see. A thief sees thieves all over the place. A saint sees a lot of saintly behavior out there. Huh? This is a tremendous thing. And so sometimes our mantras are try to remind us of these values, of these perspectives. And the recitation is at the same time creating the good karmic effects for the next moment. Uh, and this is where, um, you know, it's nature. Naturalness. Naturalness means subject to the natural laws. Okay? Sometimes naturalness is misinterpreted as saying, oh, do, what, do whatever you want. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, that's why if you work outside, you work with nature, you learn a lot about patience. You learn a lot about, uh, you know, natural laws. You, it just won't happen the way you want it to happen. Or take this example. This is the kind of, You might think this is silly, but... This was a true story about uh, that I read about in the uh, Frog and Toad books, the children's books, but and they give a lesson. Frog goes to Toad's house and sees all these beautiful flowers in the front yard. He says, oh, that's beautiful. I want that. So Toad says, hey, take some flower seeds here. So well, what do I do? So, oh, oh, you just put them in the ground, cover them with a little dirt, water them a little bit, you know, that's it. So Froggy says, okay, and he goes and he does that. The next day he comes back to Toad and says, I did what you said and nothing happened. And then Toad says, hey, you got to wait. The seeds got to sprout, send a little shoot out, so forth and so forth. Okay. He says, oh, okay. This is an example, a very pure example, innocent example, even though it's hypothetical. Okay. Knowing the natural laws of things, he thought, oh, you know, he didn't know anything about how flowers grow. So I scattered the seed, plant them, water them. Hey, where's the flowers, man? I waited till the next day. Isn't that long enough? It sounds silly, but I think 
The process is the same in other illustrations in our everyday life. Unrealistic, and when things are unrealistic, that means it's distorted because of the kind of glasses we put on, and those are my glasses, my individual self-centered egotistic glasses that I put on. There's no glasses that are clear glass. (laughs) They're all tainted with our own individual personality and so forth. This is the crucial thing. And so people that are in nature, you know, that around things that grow, if you're a gardener, you're a Dharma gardener, okay? there is such a thing as a Dharma of gardening. You know, there's a Dharma of everything. Dharma of cooking, Dharma of eating, Dharma of play, Dharma of watching TV, Dharma of but the Dharma of gardening. I kind of mentioned this because our speaker today, Michael Singh, he's a he's a landscape gardener professionally, and uh, uh, he was a lay minister. Got inducted here, and you know, uh, he was able to share a lot of his his knowledge about how plants grow and you know how how to work in one's garden. Okay, and I often thought that the Dharma of dot dot dot. Okay. That would be a nice title of a, a book, Dharma of dot, dot, dot. And each chapter could be of different kinds of activities. Dharma of driving, the Dharma of being married, the Dharma of you know, cooking, the Dharma of, okay. And it could show how through awareness, through the kinds of glasses we put on, okay, how we could see the Dharma in all every activity everyday type of activities that we're in. I think that would be uh <laughs> I might even do that. One of these days is a Dharma of then each chapter heading is everyday some a listing of everyday activities and then how people have experienced Dharma teachings there serendipitously, even though it comes out of their own karmic uniqueness. Hey hey That's all for today's broadcast. Keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you. Hi, Jenny. Hey, good morning. I think you're broadcasting still. Oh, okay, just a minute. Yeah. Thank you. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, boy. What the?
Hmm. Okay, just a minute. Let's see. Studio. Oh, yeah. How does it uh, get turned off here? Well, it's going to time out, I guess, in terms of the 30 minutes for the show, maybe. Uh, oh, here's an episode right here. 